every youngster here on the Michigan team has dreamt of the day that he someday would play on a championship team and come to the Rose Bowl and play in the granddaddy of them all. Craig, we're both on record saying that we think Michigan's going to win. Is it as satisfying now that Florida has 10 players suspended? I think so. I think it's a win is a win. You and I kind of talked about that. I think a win is a win, especially when Michigan has as many question marks and everybody this offseason has talked about how Michigan will not win the Big Ten because they have so many question marks. Um, why not go out Saturday and, and get a statement win with all of your question marks? So Jim McElwain announced that the starting running back, Jordan Scarlett, uh, who really uh, turned it on last year and kind of made himself, uh, put himself in that position to be the starter. He's suspended as well as a, a reserve wide receiver, Rick Wells. Now, Scarlett had 889 yards last year, six touchdowns, uh, was already announced as a starter, which we know that uh, starting quarterbacks have not been announced for either team still at this point in the week. So obviously that's a big blow. I don't know if I was really worried about Florida's offense uh, as much as I was worried about Michigan's defense because a subpar offense could could beat out a defense that's young and, and not not in control. Yep. But I think that this helps a lot, even though it's the run game, because if you can take away a run game with uh, someone with little experience now who's probably going to start, I think that you can you dial in more on the passing. The linebackers can help. Uh, obviously, young guys are going to come in and out at the cornerback slot. We talked about that and some of the worries in the secondary. But I think if this helps one area, it's got to be the secondary because there's going to be more pressure on whoever the heck the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, there's going to be more pressure, but the, there could be more pass attempts. There could be um, the thought that we need to dial up a bigger play. I think it, it comes down to communication. I've said it a lot in our podcast, but I think that there there's a chance that now that they don't have their starting running back, they don't have a, a solid starting receiver, um, there could be a little bit more trickery up Jim McElwain's sleeve, and I think Michigan secondary really needs to look for that. The last time there was some trickery, it was in the, the Florida-Michigan bowl game, uh, and I think there was like a – like a double reverse or something maybe yeah, for a touchdown? Something, yeah. Something weird. Uh, they had a I huge drive, exactly. scored seven points, and those were the only points yeah. that Florida scored. Michigan happened to score well. It 40. obviously was a really exciting play because we remember it <laughs> so vividly. I remember thinking at the time, like, uh, that's pretty cool. Like, hopefully Michigan responds, and respond they did. And, and so now I think I might even change my score prediction just because of uh, you losing a starting running back is pretty big. But at the same time, even though uh, he had almost 900 yards and six touchdowns, losing Devion Smith last year would have been a big blow to start the season. But uh, I think even without knowing Chris Evans, you thought of a guy like a Ty Isaac would, would be okay. So obviously there's, there's talent all over the board at Florida. just happens to be that 10 players, which is a significant amount, are suspended. So I think what we look to now, we talked about three things to kind of look for. You talked about the offensive line last week. I talked about how many points are going up on the board. I think it's turning to the offense more than ever. Uh, now that 10 players are suspended, uh, I think that obviously with the top wide receiver and top running back out, like we said, helps the defense. 
Now I really need to see Michigan roll an offense because you have a chance to literally steamroll a Florida team that's that's down 10 players. You do, and I think going off that, I think it, it turns to the coaching staff even more now than ever before because if both teams are just throwing out uh, inexperienced guys that are just athletes that are hungry that want to win, it's going to come down to who's drawing up the best plays and who who's countering the other coach's plays better. And I know for me, a lot of times watching Michigan uh, in the bigger games, there's some questionable play calls. I know a couple times in the Ohio State game last year, I didn't necessarily like seeing Jabril Peppers in at quarterback when we're inside the 10-yard line or inside the red zone. Uh, obviously, Jabril Peppers won't be lining up at quarterback this weekend, but... I think that in the past couple of years, there's been some times that I've questioned. I mean, who am I to question Jim Harbaugh? But just just some questionable play calling. Obviously, uh, that doesn't necessarily come from Jim Harbaugh, but I think he has a lot of say in what plays are called when. Uh, and so I think I think it comes down to coaching a lot too. Last year, we talked a lot about the playbook opening up as the season went on. Now, obviously, you have to bring your best against a team like Florida, even though uh, 10 players are suspended. But I do think that some simple, just hard-nosed football can win this game. And uh, I would just like to see basic plays. And I think you'll see a lot of that with a lot of young talent uh, getting acclimated. I'd be surprised to see Michigan come out with with trick plays or doing anything too fancy. Uh, Obviously, trick plays... uh, bigger risk for mistakes and I think that Michigan wants to play mistake free football all year especially in game one so do you think there'll be any sort of trickery from Jim Harbaugh's side? I don't see too much trickery going down uh, what I would like to see personally uh, is first play of the game Walton Spate drop back and just air it out there to whoever um, it's almost like a punt to start the game if it gets picked off I mean, Wilton Spade, obviously, last year, first first pass of the game was an interception. So what's the worst that's going to happen, I guess? Um, but, yeah, going off your point, I think that they are going to lean heavily on the run game. Why not turn around and hand it off to Chris Evans, Ty Isaac, even Khalid Hill? Uh, because that's the best way to keep your defense off the field is if you can keep pounding it between the tackles and, and just keep picking up those those first downs and running the clock off and if you are at all worried about your defense and the inexperience uh, why not just keep running the ball absolutely so we'll pause now to to mention uh, some station identification this is divine intervention on wolverine sounds i'm derek divine follow me on twitter at divine identity joining me craig compton follow him at craig compton underscore always trying to bring you great content we'll be here week to week uh hopefully doing a recap of games, doing some game preview stuff. Obviously the season gets busy now that Michigan football is going to play almost every Saturday from here until until December. So it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to the season. Craig, I think to to kind of end the, the Michigan-Florida talk, does your score prediction uh, change now that you know 10 players uh, have been suspended? doesn't change one bit for me. I, I predicted 24-13 from the get-go. Uh, and I still think that Florida can find the end zone once in the game and kick a couple field goals or maybe even find the end zone twice, miss an extra point. But I don't see Michigan racking up any more points now. I still I think it's going to be a, a run-heavy offense from Michigan. I think that I don't see 
a lot of shots being taken downfield for Wilton Spate. Um, not necessarily dink and dunk football, but I think it'll be very conservative, very smart play calling that, uh, you know, plays that Wilton Spate's comfortable running. Uh, so I don't see Michigan blowing them out by any means. So I'm, I'm comfortable with the 24-13. So I'm going to keep my score as well. It's 27-14, to 14, pretty similar to yours. Uh, I think what this new news of the suspensions do for my score prediction is solidify uh, that floor is only going to get 14 points, especially with another weapon gone on offense. Uh, I I would say that in my head I know that Florida could have scored more than that. They still could score more than 14 points very easily if the defense uh, defenses aren't there for either team. Uh, but I'm more comfortable now with my 27 to 14 pick, so I'm going to keep it as well. Now Tyler and I in the Go Blue Crew did a uh, a segment on the jerseys. I know Craig has some opinions. Uh, and an opinion that he had three days ago is very different than the opinion he has today. So, Craig, why don't you why don't you tell fans kind of where you were when the jerseys were released and where you are now? Well, I don't want to say a complete 180, uh, but when they were released, you know probably better than anybody besides maybe my wife how upset I was, how disgusted I was. Uh, I hate these all maze. These are stupid. Um, not because the traditionalist in me is coming out, but just thought that they were ugly altogether. Uh, hated them. Was texting you and everybody that I knew that's a Michigan fan. Hated them, hated them. Yesterday went by. It was kind of the same thing, but they were starting to grow on me as more pictures and videos were being released. And, and then even today, just thinking about it more as I was driving for work, uh, and why they would do this and it kind of a light bulb went off in me and I realized that they're different everything that Jim Harbaugh has done since he's been at Michigan is different uh, from the way that he handles off the field things to uh, the train offense everything is different so why wouldn't jerseys be different uh, and I also realized that good or bad they are they're putting Michigan in the spotlight again. Like I, I told you, as a marketing guy, I can respect that. So uh, good or bad, Michigan is being talked about yet again for something that is happening while Jim Harbaugh is there. And I think that, yes, they're basic, and I, I feel like I, I wish that they w would have a little bit more. But like I told you, if they were any less basic or any – Yes, any less basic that people would lose their minds and the real Michigan traditionalists would be irate with Jim Harbaugh and with the university for allowing them to touch their precious jerseys. So I don't want to say that I'm on board 100%. Uh, I will say that I am a fan of the all-maze Nike version. I think that if they were another brand, they would be two completely different colors. They would not look good. Uh, at all, and I think that if they went with white pants or blue pants, they would look like a cheap middle school football team that they threw jerseys together the last minute. So I'm about 65% in. I think once they come out on the field on Saturday, I'll be all in. I'd say that's good because a couple of days ago you were about five percent in. Maybe? I was not. I was negative five. Negative five, yeah. and you had you had mentioned being worried about. Uh, Michigan losing and looking silly, and yeah, I, I reminded yeah. you that Michigan looks silly if they if they lose either way. I know, especially now with the ten suspensions. But no, I agree. I I think I mentioned this in the show uh, with Tyler. I think that a little more could have been done after looking at the pictures with you before the show. Just uh, a block M somewhere. 
It feels very yeah, just simple. maize and then Jordan emblem, which I understand. Uh, even North Carolina, who's now wearing Jordan on the football field, all of their practice helmets have the Jordan emblem on them just to, just to get the brand out there. So I know that things are brand-oriented, but I think a block M is just as important, either on the pants or the jersey, if not both. So that would be my only complaint. Now, we've only seen some renderings via photo and a quick video, so we don't know in fact if it's finalized or if they're going to add more to it the one they're selling in the mden doesn't have the big 10 patch uh, whereas the ones in the photos do so there might be more to the jerseys i'm i'm curious to see what kind of uh, gloves pants socks uh, under apparel is going to be worn i think the more blue you get there the happier i am with the jerseys so yeah i mean you and i talked about even just something as simple as the socks if they were to wear tall blue socks i think those look pretty sharp compared to if they just I don't want to see May socks. Uh, that, no. that could be a little crazy. Um, but, yeah, the more blue they can incorporate underneath the jerseys, I think the better. And I think you're right. If this were to happen in the uh, Adidas phase and when the team wasn't playing that well, say they were to bring them out for a home game or one of the under-the-lights games, I think people would have boycotted the stadium. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of the highlighter jerseys, and I didn't even mind the basketball highlighter jerseys. They weren't the worst thing in the world. No. At least the the shoes match the socks, which match the pants, and then the top, and the, all the arm sleeves and, and bands and stuff. But that would not look good on a football field, especially with the contrast of grass and so or, or turf. And so I think that uh, they hit the sweet spot and. I guess I'd be curious to see what alternate jerseys come, but you have a, the best point you made there was Jim Harbaugh is different. Uh, these these jerseys are different. The first since twenty nine or twenty seven or sometime in the twenties, so it fits well with what he's bringing to the table. And I expect more more jerseys in the future. Or just the way he does things is always going to be different. He always brings things brand new, and that's what people love about him. Well, Craig, any last thoughts before we uh, we attend? I guess not attend. I wish we were attending. I was That'd going to attend. And I thought about it. I just looked at the tickets and then the airfare, and then actually the hotel is what was killing me yeah. in Dallas for some reason. Yeah, I know. Well, before we attend our couch to watch the game, you said you might even be streaming it on I your might phone. have to watch it on my phone. I don't really know what the plan is for this weekend. <laughs> uh, I'm a married man, so uh, I don't really get to make those calls, especially when it comes to her family. So... I'll be watching or listening and might be listening on the radio in the in the truck. I don't know. But I'm just excited for Michigan football. I think I've texted you every day that, man, four more days, three more days. I, I've just been doing that, I think, since last January. So uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited for the new year, all the question marks, all the things that could happen. And even if the unthinkable happens this weekend, I'm still going to be excited because – there's just so many question marks that that are gonna. A lot of them are gonna be answered on Saturday. And it's a long season. I look forward to it as well. I, obviously, it's always exciting when Michigan football returns. Sneaks up on you quick once you get once you get to uh, once you get to August. But here we are approaching September, and and it's going to be a fun year and hopefully a, a year full of victories. So thank you for tuning in to Divine Intervention once again. I'm Derek Divine, joining me, Craig Compton, and we'll catch you next week, hopefully after a Michigan victory. And Wolverine sounds.